This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture, and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Welcome back, folks. It's Thursday, March 23rd. Born on this day in 1943, Birmingham baseball player Lee May went to Parker High School. Let's talk about some of what's shaking at the State House, an update on people driving down to the coast and getting in trouble, and a big haul in a former employee's lawsuit. My name's Ike Morgan, and we're down in Alabama. Committees at the Alabama State House got to work on Wednesday, advancing several bills closer to a vote in the full House of Representatives. Now, we'll mention three of the higher-profile pieces of legislation here that were approved in committee, as reported by AL.com's Mike Kasin. Now, first, the bill to make it illegal to hold a cell phone while driving. It's already illegal to specifically text and drive in Alabama, This one will get you for just having the phone in your hand, whether it's to talk or take a photo or video. The bill was favored by everybody in the House Public Safety Committee, but Democrat Chris England of Tuscaloosa had some worries about the exemptions and restrictions on what officers can do once they make a stop for talking on a phone. Bill sponsor Randy Wood, an Aniston Republican, and England agreed to talk through possible tweaks before it hits the House floor. Now, another bill with some momentum is one that would require mandatory prison time for possessing a gram or more of pure fentanyl. It was introduced by Matt Simpson, a Daphne Republican. Illicit fentanyl has at least shared in the blame for a fast-growing number of drug overdose deaths nationwide, including in Alabama. And some of our lawmakers came into this legislative session with it high on their priority lists, to get something passed that might fight what has become a real threat. But whether or not there's any drama when votes are tallied, expect at least a little noise in the public debate on this one because of the mandatory sentence element. Now we'll mention one more measure. A House and a Senate committee have advanced legislation that would restrict how prison inmates can accrue good time. That is, the time they get lopped off their sentences for good behavior while they're behind bars. Opponents of that one say that it takes away a good incentive for inmates to act right while they're in prison and that it isn't helpful for Alabama's crowded prison situation. The other day we talked about the recent penchant of some Alabamians to go get in trouble with the law in the Florida panhandle during the spring break season. And I say it that way, spring break season, because local officials down there not wanting to paint a broad brush negative picture of spring break, are quick to point out that many getting in trouble for violent crimes aren't students taking a break from school, but people, they say, organize illegal activity to take advantage of the party atmosphere this time of year. 
Now, last March, there was a weekend when Panama City Beach police arrested more than 160 people, and nearly half were from Alabama. They confiscated more than 75 weapons during that weekend. Well, the two alleged ringleaders who were accused of rounding up people to try to take over the city, one from Troy and one from Wetumpka, have their pretrial hearings on April 6th, reports AL.com's Lawrence Specker. They're facing charges of aggravated rioting and are out on $100,000 bond. And just as those trials are set to begin, last week Geneva County deputies stopped to help two males, one a juvenile, who had a flat tire on Highway 167 on their way to Panama City Beach, reports AL.com's Warren Kulo. Now, According to the deputies, the two people said they were headed to the beach, but were otherwise pretty vague about their trip. This part may or may not provide a hint, though. The deputies say they saw several weapons and ski masks inside the vehicle. The two ended up at the Geneva County Jail facing weapons charges. Panama City Beach Police Chief J.R. Talamantes, certainly appreciative that that was headed off, said the town still welcomes all visitors who aren't looking for trouble. Quote, We have received some concerns about individuals from Alabama engaging in criminal activities, but I want to be clear that we do not discriminate or make decisions about public safety based on someone's hometown. In other words, nobody down there is yet suggesting that they build a big, beautiful wall to keep us out. A jury has awarded a Dothan woman a half million dollars after she sued, claiming that a former boss had her arrested on bogus charges, reports AL.com's Howard Kopowitz. Gayla White was a marketing manager, event coordinator, and bartender at the Dothan Wedding Venue Windmill Station. She filed a complaint against company owner John Donaldson, claiming that he became angry and threatened to press charges for stealing after she quit. She also claims that he made false and defamatory comments about her until she was cleared of those charges. She had asked for a million dollars in compensatory damages and three million in punitive, but had to settle for the half million. Thank y'all so much for listening. We'll be back here again tomorrow. Until then, come on by and see us on the internet at al.com. Thank you.